One of my friends is the is the pastor of a pretty a pretty large parish, and a while back he had a big funeral. And you know, whenever there's a big funeral, it either means that somebody is a really well known member of the community, or it was a tragic circumstance. And so there was a bunch of people there. It was a packed place. And then there was multiple priests that were coming there. The family was fairly well connected. And so and so he has an associate and one of the servers, an adult guy came up and he was a bit nervous because you got this big funeral, you want things to go well and all those sorts of things. And he was fairly new at serving funerals. And he, he came up to the associate and the, my friend, the pastor is observing this whole scenario play out. And this server goes up to the, the other priest and says, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. What, what should I be doing with my hands as I'm just standing there? Like, what do I, where do I put them? And just kind of out of nowhere, this other priest came over and said, overheard and said, God doesn't care what you do with your hands. Like, it does not matter at all. Just do whatever you want. Do what makes, is going to make you feel comfortable. Nobody asked you, man. Like, um, I appreciate your two cents. But it, it raises an interesting question. Because in some sense, you're like, okay, is God up there with his notebook to say, all right, how are they carrying their hands? Is their hat in the proper order? You know, like, is God just taking a, a, a note of everything we do wrong so that he can punish us? Is, is that what the Lord, is that the way that our Lord acts? But it raises like this interesting question, does God care about these things? And it's actually a question that in so many ways is, is kind of answered or at least brought up, is proposed in this gospel. Because the disciples, the Pharisees notice that the disciples aren't following their normal hand washing procedures. These normal kind of ritual things that they would do before, before um, eating and just kind of an outgrowth of things that would happen in the temple. And so they ask Jesus, like, what are your disciples? Why aren't they doing this? And then Mark gives us that little aside and, and he says in the Pharisees, they're observing the washing of kettles, of jugs and cups and they, their beds, like they do all these purification things. And it seems, maybe that seems a bit ex- excessive. And you look at how Jesus responds though. Jesus's response is not, it doesn't matter. Right? Jesus's response is like, don't sweat the small stuff, who really cares? Like that's not what Jesus responds. Jesus's response is, you disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. The issue that Jesus wants to point out is that they're flipping what's important. They're more worried about the tradition than actually keeping what the Lord says. Unfortunately, the gospel that we just heard omits the example that Jesus gives. Jesus gives an example and our gospel kind of skips right over it. The example that our Lord gives is the practice of korban. And so with this korban, the, the people would dedicate their money to God, which is a good thing, right? I'm going to give my estate to the Lord. Everything of mine, you know, is going to go to the temple. So they would dedicate all their money to the Lord. And then it was untouchable, right? You dedicate your money to the Lord. It can't go anywhere else. The issue would come up of somebody's parents then need some help. People's parents are sick, they need some medical care, maybe they need to go to a nursing home, don't know if that was a thing 2,000 years ago, but basically they needed some extra monetary assistance, the parents. And the kids would say, I can't help you mom and dad, sorry, my money's all Corbin, anything extra is going to the temple, sorry mom and dad, I can't help you. And Jesus points out that that is a violation of the fourth commandment. They aren't helping their their parents. They're not respecting their mother and father. 
And so they're clinging to this tradition, this tradition of korban, of money being vowed to the temple, which in and of itself, not a bad thing. But it's superseding the fourth commandment. And we see Jesus give all of these different commandments because that's what he's trying to get at is he's trying to get at the heart of things. He's trying to get at the heart of the matter. And sometimes the little things do show the heart, right? Sometimes, you know, as, as he, he talks about all of these different sins, right? Evil thoughts, adultery, unchastity, theft, murder, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. You know, we think about all of these, all of these things, right? Maybe, maybe we just kind of pass by a poor person. We think, eh, it's just a little thing, doesn't really matter. But then maybe it reveals a little bit of a greedy heart, or maybe it reveals that we're too attached to certain things. Or maybe we tell just a little bit exaggeration, like, ah, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of going to keep me out of trouble. My boss doesn't really need to know the whole thing. It's like, well, actually, that's a bit deceitful, right? It's a bit dishonest. And so there's this connection between the little things of our life and the big sins that the Lord wants us to avoid, that the Lord is pleading with us to avoid. And so we get back to this question, does God actually care? All of these little things that happen in our life, does God actually care about them? And the answer is a resounding yes, that the Lord, we, you hear in the scriptures, the Lord knows every last one of our hairs it's crazy to think he knows all of our hairs but doesn't care what we do with our lives. Because he loves us, because he cares about every ounce of our being, every breath that we take, the Lord is madly in love with us. So anytime we ask, does God actually care how I fold my hands? Does God actually care whether or not when I pass in and uh, whether or not I dip my hand in the holy water font? Well, yes, he does. And maybe the best insight of all of this comes from St. Therese of Lisieux, St. Teresa the Little Flower, because she, she realizes she dies at 24 in a convent, you know, never leaves really, uh, really there, and she's sickly, and nobody really knows about her when she dies. But she says she's not gonna do great things, she's just gonna do a lot of little things with great love. Maybe I said that too fast. She's not gonna do a lot of great things with her life, but all of the little things she's gonna do with great love. And that's what each and every one of us is called to do. That maybe we're not going to go off to some place in the Middle East and be martyred. Or maybe we're not going to be the ones that's going to be responsible for the transformation of the church or something like that. But our role is going to be to do every last detail of our life with great love. Because it matters. Because every opportunity of our life, the Lord gives us a chance to say yes. If it's just smiling at somebody that's having a bad day, if it's just picking up our room, even if our parents won't notice the difference, that each and every moment of our day, we have a chance to say yes to the Lord. We have a chance to show him that we love him, that we care for the people in our life. And I got a little a little glimpse of this yesterday. Yesterday I had a I had a wedding and pretty typical at the end of a wedding everybody kind of like files out the center aisle, you know, they kind of walk out, people start chit-chatting, the the bride and groom are in the back and they're saying hello to everybody. It's a it's a joyful moment and I'm kind of like cleaning up things in the sanctuary and as I turn I notice out of the corner of my eye that there is one of our high school uh, parishioners and she, instead of just turning to go out the back to the church, she stops, she looks at the tabernacle, genuflects, gets up and walks out. And I thought, hmm, I think the Lord just saw that. 
right? Because she just did that and it was awkward for her. I'm sure some people are like, what is, what is she doing? But she did it because of this great love for the Lord that she knew that every little moment of her life, she could say yes to the Lord. And that's of course how it is for us. Whether it is genuflecting, whether it is just being kind to somebody when we're at the four-way stop here in town, or whether it is how we treat somebody that is our employee or our boss, that each and every moment of our lives, we can say yes. So we ask that question, does God actually care? And of course he does, because he loves us so much, because he cares about every moment of our lives. And actually, the moment we begin to say that God doesn't care about these little things, we take one step closer to atheism. Because the atheists think, how could God care about 7.5 billion people? Because he's the God of the universe, and he's a father that loves his children. And each and every moment of our lives, he gives us this chance to say yes. This chance to show him that we love him, and show him that we love those that he puts in our lives.